I'm delighted to have with me a band who I've only recently been introduced to, even though they've been around in some form or other, and we'll get to that in a minute, because um, they keep changing. They keep they keep changing formation. Um, it, this is a band called Speedvark, and I, we'll talk about that about that name in a minute. But um, I'm not going to break into um, Sly and the Family Stone type tones, but it is a family affair. You see, see what I did? That's just a great segue. Um, so I just want to, because I've got I've got everybody on the call here. So could you all just first of all introduce yourself, say who you are, what you play, and all of that. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll start because um, I'm in the middle of the screen here. Um, I'm Pete, and uh, I'm one of the original Speedwalkers, which makes me um, pretty old, to be honest, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I play the drums mainly, uh, but I've also been known to do the occasional backing vocal, um, which is pretty frightening, and. Um, Occasionally play the rattle, um, bit of violin as and when, your yeah. keyboards, and um, sometimes I'm allowed to play the bass, but that doesn't really last very long. <laughs> particularly with the, the current lineup. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, talking of the Thank you very much. Who's next? Uh, I'm Nathan. I play guitar and sing occasionally, uh, but my main role is that I wear large hats indoors. <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I've got the bass as well. Um, as have you all, really. It's a very shifting position. Uh, yeah. shifting. It just <laughs> seemed to be. <laughs> yes. And, and last but certainly not least, so I'm Marcus, I'm Ben's firstborn. Uh, <laughs> he will inherit the whole of Speedball. I play guitar, bass, black steel, and it says on the promo, I think, that I play Egyptian bagpipes, but I've never seen or heard. What, what, <laughs> what are Egyptian bagpipes? He plays them with his mind. <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, you, the thing is, you see that, as you say, you've got two generations here of Speedbark. And as I said before, it's a family affair for you. So first of all, take me through, because I want to talk about the music in a minute, because we're talking about, about the about the um, the re-release, isn't it, of, of Pigeon Pop, which is, well, it, 
it's just great. But more of that in a minute. Let's talk about about how the band came, how the band were to begin with, and how they came back. Because I'm interested in that story. Great. Well, Benny, do you wanna do you wanna do the thing? Yeah. Did we start in 1988, Pete? Um, 86 actually. Oh. <laughs> so cast your mind back to 1986. Yes. And uh, I bumped into Pete at school, and I said, "Do you wanna start a band?" And he said, all right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, in a slightly non-committed way. And uh, from that, great things have come. <laughs> so we were we were a band at school for um, a few years, and then we developed a, a six-year plan, didn't we, Pete? Yeah. Uh, whereby we would all come back together magnificently in 1996? Something like that. And we did it for three years full time, um, and we were an extraordinary success. <laughs> so much so that we had to quit the business. <laughs> <laughs> I became a teacher. Pete went into promoting music and other things, um, and we left it for ten years or so, didn't we? Mm. we made an album in twenty fourteen. Yes. And um, yeah, sorry, we made our uh, pigeon pot was originally made. In I guess we we recorded it in 1999, released it in 2000. Yeah. Um, and our second album came out in 2014. Um, and now we have given birth to the rest of the band, uh, which is what we've been waiting for. All these yeah. years. <laughs> so now we can do a full proper lineup. Yeah. Now we can really that. yeah now. <laughs> so, so we're out of phase one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but but hang on, but I I, I mean you know that this the, the kind of story of, of the beginning of that is a story that a lot of bands have, and that's and that's that's great. But I'm interested to know how this happened with 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 your kids. I mean, did they all? I mean, did you all go to your to, to your dad and say we definitely want to be in this band, or did he say to you, Do you know, you really should be in my band? How did that work? Basically, Nathan and I, we, we were in a band that died. Um, and <laughs> we, were, we were due to go to a rehearsal, um, and the uh, bass player, I think, didn't turn up, and the drummer said he was cleaning his house. And we were like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just do our own practice. So we, we yeah, and Mick came along, so we... In that session, we wrote Pressure Rising, which you reviewed on the podcast. Yeah, um, thanks for that. Yeah. And then, right. uh, Dad wrote to Pete saying, uh, we've been writing this song, it's pretty cool, would you like to do some drums on it? And Pete said, well, you know, why don't we just meet up and do some music more broadly, not just on that track? And so we met up. Um, and at first, the, we weren't Speedbark. We were, we were just meeting up to play. That it, You know, there wasn't... It wasn't let's join the let's create the band. It was let's just have a bit of a jam. Yeah. Um, but Pete liked pressurizing and decided that he wanted to uh, commit and release that under Speedbark. And so from there we just sort of practiced more and more original material and less and less covers. Um, and uh, yeah, it just felt natural to gig as Speedbark after that. And I've just released a music video for the live version of Pressure Rising from right. uh, London and it details that whole 
process. So if you want to check that out, then that's on our YouTube page. You know I will, then, and I'll be doing that later. The big, <laughs> the biggest story also is that I think the boys grew up with me and Pete writing music together and recording music together in one form or another, you know, the whole time. So you, you guys sort of, you just assumed that that was what, what <laughs> the normal <laughs> thing. It was just placed into our subconscious minds, you know. I'd, yeah. go, I'd be loved to sleep by Steve Park, I'd wake up by Steve Park. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as to call it grooming, but... <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve it, it was grooming, basically. <laughs> we, we've, we've been planning to try and make an impact for decades, me and Ben. And, uh, and Ben's right. We, we, you know, we, we're now realising that the, the kids, Ben's three boys there, I mean, they, they've grown up with, with our music since yes. they were, you know, really tiny, obviously. Yeah. Because um, there's always been music in Ben's house. Um, as Ben said, you know, when the kids were smaller, I've got kids too, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult to do a band and have a career and run a household, all that stuff. So every sort of you know, a few months, I'd go up to Ben's place and we'd, because we, we've written and recorded songs since we were kids, basically. Yeah. It's been lovely. And um, so so the boys have kind of, it's in their DNA. So so when we did get together, now now they're older and they're, you know, great musicians, uh, and we got in a room together, there has been this amazing chemistry where they just sort of know exactly what to do without <laughs> us having to say anything. Brilliant. And that's, that's, possibly what's made it you know the music it sort of pricked people's ears up a bit live and also sort of on, on record yeah and um so so we, we've now got this um you know amazing sort of group of musicians that i mean it wasn't i mean we joke it's part of the plan but it but but it has been quite a, an amazing experience yeah. for me and bet being slightly older to suddenly have this chemistry that we to be honest we never really had it before with other lineups me and Ben have the chemistry, but if you're trying to go live and there's only two of you, you can't, you know, it's a bit sure. like a one-man band sort sure. of thing. It's impossible. We, we have a rule now of no discussion in, in practice. You, you have to intuit <laughs> anything that happens. Yes. Not allowed in. <laughs> well, it's, it's an extraordinary, I mean, it's an extraordinary situation because you're quite right that, you know, everyone's grown up with that music, so you'd sort of know where it lies. But... Having said, you know, having, um, and I'll be reviewing Pigeon Pop later on today, I suspect. Um, having, you know, listened to that many times recently and, and again today, the, the music's everywhere. You know, when people say, if people say, well, what, what speed rock? Well, it, well, it's all sorts of things. So there's bits of Britpop in there and I expect that. But there's also, there's a bit of vaudeville in there. There's a bit of End of the Pier show stuff. You know, you've got some real rock in there. There's a bit of scar in there. So much stuff in there. There's a bit of yacht rock in there. You know, that that it goes to all sorts of places, which I absolutely love, you know, and, and particularly yacht rock, because yacht rock's a particular wonderful genre. And me being even older than you, uh, you know, I, I suspect that, um, that you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm loving it. It's, it's, it, 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 it it, when it goes, it, it I mean, obviously you. The the feeling is that you really like lots of music and you want to touch all those kinds of music, and you can. So, where does all? I mean, how do you feel about that album? And I mean, it's you know it, it and how does it feel revisiting things um, with extra tracks? 
which I really like. You know, um, how does it feel revisiting all of that? And where did that music come from? And has it changed in the way you're playing it now? Big questions. Sorry. Yeah. Well, Ben, what's the answer? <laughs> um, I think that music came from the fact that we we love music and we tried very often. To, we were never great at covering things because mm. we always end up, ended up, well, not working them out very well. <laughs> and so um, we kind of, we would end up with these forms of music that were a bit like the thing that we were doing, but also slightly different. And I think um, our love, you know, of all the different things we've been influenced by, I, I think we always wanted to sort of um, dip our toes into all those different things, you know. And yeah. I, I always think that, I think my favourite bands were always people that you could tell their character that they could write in any genre, yeah. you know, and, and they could sort of move from thing to thing. And I don't know how conscious that was. I think it was just that um, different things would catch our eye and we'd want to explore them. And then they would always come up out with a slightly wonky twist that was us as yeah. well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, and it, I think it took a while for us to to trust that, to really kind of trust it and, and actually to sort of, um, I think the big difficulty with the album was, you know, could you actually get it to be a whole? Yes. When it was so many different things. And um, that was the, the, the difficult thing, actually. And, and some of that was to do with what we didn't include on the album. Yeah. Um, do you agree with that, Pete? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think absolutely. And and um, we we've always been uh, into. I mean, I was jotting some bands that that I remember being really into around that time of pigeon pop. I mean, and on one hand, you've got sort of Led Zepp and quite mainstream rock bands like that. But on the other hand, we were obsessed by Orbital Inside's album. Yes, you know, yeah. and Ronnie. Yeah. You know, the drummer, you know, when Ronnie Size broke in 97 yeah. and you know, mixed that sort of uber fast drumming with sort of acoustic bass and, you know, I, I mean, our stuff isn't Ronnie Size at all, but but I think those, you know, you got rock coming in from one area, you got sort of electronic music, which was mm. big back then and really interesting. And then you've got the sort of, you know, there is a sort of, perhaps British, slightly Python-esque, or, you, you know, we grew up in the 80s, so there was lots of, you know, new wave-type comedy. And yeah. I think that's possibly reflected in some of the sort of uh, kind of comedic, slightly elements at times. I don't know. Is that fair, Ben? I don't know. Yeah, completely. I, I think that was always... I, I think when we were kids, a just sense of humour was always part of it, wasn't mm. it? Definitely, yeah. And, um, uh, 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 an influence that I think was bigger on us than we actually knew even at the time was the sensational Alex Harvey band. Oh, what a band. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think the first cover that we did live was the Faith Healer. Mm. And we still end the gigs with it now, um, having not played it for many years. 
um, but we just love it, you know. And yeah. something of that theatricality was part of the the character of the band. Um, also, important to mention, what is it if not fun? Yes. Yeah, you know, if we're not having a good time, then the audience will be having a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Playing like plastic. Yeah. So yeah, the sense of humour is just coming out of us having fun together on stage. I think also Pete and I both really like the the white album, mm. the kind of that sense of walking into different rooms in a weird doll's house, you yeah. know, and yeah. something different going on in every room. I think that was part of the the view of the album. Um, and as to how we feel about it now, I mean, for myself, I, I really, I'm proud of it, actually. Yeah. Because um, I think it, it kind of holds together, you know. Um, it does. Which is lovely. Um and I sort of went through a stage of feeling like maybe we were trying too hard on it. But now I come back to it and I kind of think, no, that's, you know, it's got a thing, you know. So I'm, I'm very happy. I'm yeah, very happy about it. it. Because it doesn't commit to any genre, which is just, it's fabulous. It doesn't date. So you don't think, oh, this sounds like, yeah. so there's loads of stuff, you know. And, and there's some indie in there. But, but when I say indie, um, I, I don't want to denigrate it at all because it's the kind of, indie pop that XTC, you know, in their sort of middle period, you know, were, were were so good at. So all of that kind of stuff really works for me. And I think it works at the moment because there's a real bringing back, and I keep banging on about this to different bands, um, there's a real bringing back of the kind of sort of 70s, it's a singer-songwriter situation, but having loads of different styles in one album, which will hold because your name's above the title. So, you know, you don't need to say, oh, well, it's, it's hitting this demographic and it does this. It can go to different places. And I think that you know, it, it's a great time for this to be re-released. Oh, well, thanks, Steve. Great. Yeah. I, I think also, it, you, know, it, it, um, you know, it helps when you're not commercially um, sort of successful, when you're not signed to a label and... You know, I mean, when we were younger, me and Ben, and, and I'm sure the boys, you know, they 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 probably looking at being pros going forward. But me and Ben were up for it. We, we wanted mm. to be pro musicians. Yeah. But so you know, it didn't really happen. So so, but uh, perhaps part of it was because we made albums like Pigeon Pop. But the great <laughs> thing about it is that um, you know we can do what we want, and yeah, yeah. there's no there's no pressure to to make a record that's going to pay our mortgage yes so it's just it's so it's just free it's a very really lovely freedom to have slightly later in life to be honest well, it, it, yeah and yeah. And, and cross generationally that really uh, that's really interesting as well so that you know and the new music that you know as you say that i've reviewed um you know a, a new track which sounds it does sound like the stuff on pigeon pop but with extra energy and extra kind of i suppose sort of elasticity to it it's got more of a, a of an easy vibe to it which i if i can use the word vibe and not sound too old but you know it, use it. <laughs> eh? Plentiful. fair enough but it, you know that that stuff i suppose and and uh, you know i want to talk about the stuff that you're now writing you know do, is that differing a lot to the stuff that's on pigeon pop because the stuff i've heard the track i've heard doesn't but it, it kind of adds to it well, I, 
Sorry, Benny. Well, I was just going to say that the the second album we did in 2014 Mm. is is quite different. Yeah. And much more singer-songwritery. And um, so we're moving. We moved quite a long way away from Pigeon Pop with the second record. But where are we now then, guys? I I think the principle is the same, which is freedom. You know, I think you put your finger on it for me, Pete. The, The thing I am proud about is that in the end we did what we wanted to do mm. um, and that that has just been so brilliant you know and still is and um, Pigeon Pop I think was also informed by a sort of a weird aesthetic which was the idea of looking at small things you know looking yes. at almost as if you looked up a stone yes and you saw sort of insectilia doing their thing a fly for instance <laughs> And, and I think what we were really interested in this idea that life is actually made up of, you know, quiet moments <laughs> where the in-between bits. Yeah. yeah. That's what we were. Now, I would bits. say that probably um, that that was a real governing principle um, of it. Um, and I think the thing is that you can only sort of do that once. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to carry on doing the same thing uh, would probably be a bit tedious. And it's the, the beauty that we've all realised is the beauty of our freedom is that we don't have to do, we don't have to. Yes. So we let it go where it goes. And the boys turned up with this fantastic thing that we all <coughs> love. It, it, it touched on music that we love, the groove of it, yeah. you know, the yeah. feel of it. It was all stuff that we recognised from our past that had filtered into their present. Yes. And we all kind of came together as one giant bleeping brain and, and kind of did it. And I think the principle behind that was let's go and do what happens. You know, mm. let's, let's just let it be what it is and not explain too much. So um, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I think that we've built sort of middle ground between the two albums and what we've been working on at the moment because we've got a lot of the more rocky elements of Pigeon Pop but some of the more controlled jamish stuff on songs like April Ashby from the Steve Park album second album yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're sort of in the middle now which is quite good yeah um, I, I was doing in terms of what we're doing now I think we're trying to um you know, if you think a Speedwalk album is eclectic, you should come to a Speedwalk gig. <laughs> which, you know, we have 30 plus years of material to choose from now and put that into one show with a few covers and, you know, fun things that people recognise. Yeah. And so the um, thing we're trying to express the freedom that uh, Speedwalk could previously shown through the albums, through the live performance and bringing all that material together. And it does hold together, you know, yeah. it holds together with the gig, even though the stuff, the material is all very different. And, and haven't you got a big gig coming up? We do. Tell us about 19, that, go on. 19th of December at the Fiddler's Elbow, we're doing the, uh, the Speedvark Christmas party. Yes! <laughs> Christmas yeah. banana. The, the Christmas nice. banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It, well, I, 
Are you all up for that? Is that? I mean, I mean, you've you've been gigging for. I mean, do you gig regularly as a band now? Yeah, well, this year has been the start of our of our kind of gigging new band life. Really. Great, and um, we've we've played well probably five five or so times this year, and um, we're absolutely loving it. And I mean, tomorrow we're all meeting up to have a couple of days full on rehearsal for this Christmas gig. Monday, December the nineteenth, Fiddler's Elbow, Camden, London. Be there. Yes. Um, Get in for free. Uh, Great. Yes, we, we did discuss this, so I shall certainly big that up. Definitely. Um, what fan is coming this time? <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. Um, we, we, we're, we're so up for it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's all we talk about. Uh, we, we love playing live. Great. It's just yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And we play on of rock. Yeah, <laughs> but being in a band where we kind of all instinctively know where the other guy's going, mm. very exciting. Um, it's it's just got this sort of, as you said, this sort of elasticity at the moment. Yeah, you know, there's a lot, lot, lot of energy now. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, we the thing is, Steve, we we work too. I mean, we you know we're not pro because we're not, but we're we're trying our hardest to be like good sure. do you know what I mean yeah a hard hard practice because you know we've all we've all had we, we you know what a kind of, an, a, a sort of I know it's a bit of a cliche but pub rock band level we're just trying to get get well over that one yeah and um so far you know from what the audiences have been saying we're, we've been managing and and we feel it too it's you know it's it's good it's good fun. It's brilliant to hear. And, you know, um, I've, obviously I want to talk about the, the stuff you're writing and, and when that may well see a release, because I'm interested in as much to hear as much of the stuff from the band as I can. Great. So when, so when do you think that stuff will be, will be out and about? Is it, or are you going to release it? Are you thinking you're going to release it? Is this the beginning of, of an extension, you know, feeling? I, I would say in answer to that, yeah, definitely, Steve. I mean, right. we're, we're um, at the moment we've we've had this year one, if you like, of just you know working up our, our our songs from from years ago and and this new song that the boys wrote. So I guess next year we'll be looking to do more of that, you know, more more new material, and um, yeah, just keep pushing it. Superb. Getting back into the live scene, we've been really focusing on getting a really strong live set with material that we've already got yeah. and that we all know very well and can continue to like whittle down and make more and more precise and accurate. Um, but what that's meant is that we haven't had a lot of time together where we haven't been building up to something, yes. building up to yes. the show. Uh, we haven't had a lot of sort of free-floating rehearsal time where we can just play with the ideas that are coming to us in the moment. And so I imagine next year, when when we've sort of felt that we've conquered the gigging world, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll move into the studio and see where we're at then. Yeah. <laughs> the, the nice thing is that we've got, um, I mean, I, we haven't really mentioned this too much, but there's a lot of songs lying around, aren't there? We've got lots right. of bits that we're interested in experimenting with. Um, and yeah, I, I think we all feel 
that some sort of um, a few creative sessions where we're, we're seeing each other just to play and work on new things. That, that, that needs to happen at some time in the next few months, I think. Yeah, um, please. Again, I, I think the energy of it at the moment is, is feeling like it's in the live thing, isn't it? And we're letting it be what it is, really. So, Brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'll, obviously I, I couldn't come down to the gig, I'm afraid, but I'd love to, to do so because I really want to see you live and I really want to hear more stuff. Um, I mean, you know, you you. It's great that you're that that you're kind of reinvigorated, you know, and 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 moving on, and and, and you know, I mean, you were you were once called the Talking Heads of Hemel Hempstead, weren't you? So you know, yeah. Yes. So so that's something to live up to. Talking Heads that said that. <laughs> <laughs> it was David Byrne. He, he, he was he was saying it all the time. <laughs> but it's it's great to speak to you, and you know, I. I Whatever you 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 want to do, I want to be you know involved in spreading the word because it's great oh, stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it's, that's really sweet. Thanks no, a lot. It's, it sounds great. Likewise. And, <laughs> eh? Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I mean, it's well, you know, I I get to listen to so much music and get so much music sent to me that when something really stands out, it's important to follow that up. You know, and and oh. and, and and your music does. So both albums do. So you know it's um it's really great to speak to you and, and to see you and thanks for taking the time for, to chat with oh, me. That that means a lot, Steve. Thanks so much. It's no thanks problem. Thanks so much for your time, Steve. Really appreciate it. No, that's no problem at all. And enjoy the gig. Thank you very much. Yeah, we will. Happy Christmas. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks a lot.